Welcome into Locked On Phillies. In today's episode, we're talking a split doubleheader between the Atlanta Braves and your Philadelphia Phillies. Game one, not great. Game two, better. You take the win, and we'll take a split. We'll talk about both of those games, and we'll preview game three tonight with a playoff caliber starting pitching matchup, and you already know the offense is going to be playoff caliber. It's a packed episode of Locked On Phillies. You are Locked On Phillies. Your daily Philadelphia Phillies podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Yes, this is Locked On Phillies. I'm Connor Thomas, your host. Thank you so much for checking us out. Locked On Phillies, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Please make sure you're rating, reviewing, subscribing to the YouTube, all that good stuff that I tell you about every single episode. Today's episode is brought to you by our friends over at GameTime. Download the GameTime app, create an account, and use code LOCKEDONMLB for $20 off your first purchase. Last-minute tickets, lowest price guaranteed. We'll tell you more about GameTime coming up. But uh, I want to talk about the two game times that you had yesterday for the Philadelphia Phillies. And we're going to start with Game 1 which was not exactly ideal for the Philadelphia Phillies. I mean, I'll tell you what, the Braves' offense is legit, and if you didn't think so, well, you learned about it yesterday in both the games. We'll get into Game 2 in just a little bit here, but Game 1, the Braves end up winning 10-8, to and it was a show of power by the Atlanta Braves. I mean, Austin Riley hit a Little League home run, I guess, in the top of the first to get it. It scored as a triple with an error. Uh, and he scored the first run of the game. Then Ronald Acuna Jr. finds a way to reach on infield single. He scored Michael Harris. Uh, I mean, Alec Bohm did tie the game up in the third with a two-RBI double. Uh, but then Ozzy Albies hits an RBI double. Then Matt Olson hits a two-RBI double. I mean, the Braves are relentless. The Phillies, to their credit, tried to fight back. Alec Bohm hit an RBI single in the fifth. Bryson Stott hit an RBI double in the fifth as well to make it four to five. And then... Tywin Walker kind of imploded. He gave up back-to-back home runs. Michael Harris goes yard. Ronald Acuna Jr. goes yard. And it's 8-4 to four before you know it. You're like, okay, well, this game's over. That sucks. Tywin Walker imploded. The bullpen's not going to be able to hold it down. But, actually, Trey Turner comes up and he hits another home run in the seventh. He's been on an outstanding stretch. He was 4-9 for nine with a home run in the doubleheader. He makes it 8-6. to six. Between the two teams, you're like, oh, there might be a chance if the bullpen holds us down. They did. Uh, The bullpen actually held everything down. They didn't give up a run in game one. Harper comes up, well, in the first nine innings of game one. We'll we'll get to that. But Trey Turner beats out an infield. They ruled it as a single, but an infield hit in uh, the bottom of the ninth. And Bryce Harper comes to the plate. And he's got the opportunity to have another clutch at bat. And he goes yard again. Two outs. Bottom of the ninth. Hits at the left center. One of the deeper parts of the ballpark. Gets out. He knew he got it the whole way. He was watching it. It was just an amazing moment. Ties the game up with eight. The Phillies are the home team. You're like, okay, we're going into extras. You got the ghost runner on second. That's big advantage to the home team. Everything's amazing. Bryce Harper's the most clutch player in the history of histories. Yeah, and then Jose Alvarado gives up two runs in the top of the tenth. The Phillies don't score, and they lose 10-8. Uh, The big takeaways from this game, Alvarado needs to be better. Uh, You can't just absolutely give away another huge Bryce Harper home run. I feel like every time Bryce Harper hits a huge late home run against the Angels, 
I uh, did it yesterday. I mean, you you just have opportunities to go ahead and win games, and you just uh, I don't know. It's it, like it makes me think back to his 300th home run against the Angels, where he hits this huge game or go ahead home run. You give up the lead, and you end up losing the game. It feels like every time he does this the Phillies bullpen ends up collapsing somehow. And that's a problem, right? When you look at the Philadelphia Phillies pitching right now, they have not been great. Tywin Walker didn't make a great start in game one. Uh, the bullpen was good in the first, like in the regular innings, but in extra innings, Jose Alvarado just did not do his job there. The defense was a little bit shaky all day in the doubleheader. That's a problem. But, and this will be carried over into the talks about game two, the Phillies offense proved in game one that they are capable of hanging with this Braves lineup. And that's saying something. Because the Braves are absolutely outstanding offensively. They hung 10 on you. That's a really, really darn good day for the Atlanta offense. And you still took them to extra innings. That's got to make you feel good about the Phillies offense. But the Phillies pitching and defense giving up 10 runs doesn't exactly uh, get you there. You know what I'm saying. Now, uh, we'll look at the box score real quick for Tywin Walker, the final line. He went five and a third innings pitch. He still eats up innings. Uh, six hits. Six runs, though. Five earned. Three walks, five Ks. I mean, he wasn't really walking people as much. Three walks in five and a third innings isn't great, but it's just too much hard contact. He didn't have his best stuff, and he hasn't for a while now, and that's troubling because if Zach Wheeler is the only pitcher you trust going into a postseason series, it's not a very good sign for the longevity of the team and their playoff run and anything like that. So, uh, now, uh, Bilotti went ahead – or, sorry, I – Forgot to mention, sorry, I didn't show Bilotti on the uh, the score. Bilotti gave up two of those home runs. They had Walker pitching for those. So uh, the bullpen did give up runs in the regular innings, too. Uh, he gave up two runs in relief. So that's where the other ones came from. There was one unearned, uh, but two earned to Bilotti, five earned to Tywin Walker. I mean, Bilotti was the one who gave up two home runs. Walker did not give that up. That was a misprint on ESPN's part. Should have remembered that. That's on me. Uh, as far as the offense is concerned, though, I mean, just look at some of these numbers. Kyle Schorber went two for four, also added a walk. Trey Turner went two for five with a home run. Bryce Harper went two for three with a home run and two walks. I mean, that's great production from the top of the line. Alec Bohm went two for four. The top of your lineup went two, four, six, eight. So the top four guys in your lineup had eight hits and eight, 11, 16 at-bats. They batted 500 with two home runs and four walks in there as well. Those are the type of games that you're going to need come postseason that will bury teams. Maybe not the Braves but most other teams in baseball. Now, the Braves are outstanding. They're the best team in baseball, but the Phillies hitters can hang with them. This lineup's dangerous. You showed it in August when you hit 59 home runs in the month, and they're showing it again in this series against the Braves. I know what happened with the Marlins over the weekend was not good. I know the Phillies aren't exactly playing outstanding baseball right now, but the offense, they haven't exactly cooled off. They're doing what they need to do to win games. It's the pitching staff that you're keeping an eye on, the bullpen. The starters, they're the ones over the next, what do they have, 18 games left that need to find a way to make this work if this team is going to go deep in the postseason. But coming out of that game, as mad as I was at the bullpen, as mad as I was about wasting another Bryce Harper clutch moment, and as annoying as it is to see probably the most clutch athlete in the history of Philadelphia, and maybe one of the most clutch athletes in the history of sports, yes, I'm saying that, Bryce Harper is probably one of the most clutch athletes in the history of sports. That's saying a lot. Uh, like, I I like what was going on with Bryce Harper's home run. I love that in the moment. But giving it right up, it's unacceptable. You can't do that. you got to start capitalizing on some of those and stacking wins and finding a way to lock up the top wild card seed because it's not guaranteed right now. You're a game and a half up on the Cubs when everything's all said and done. 
Uh, you do have the tiebreaker, but that needs to be better. That drove me insane. The offense, positive. The defense, bullpen, starting pitching, negative. But I came out of that game with this thought. If you watch that game and you don't think this Philadelphia Phillies offense can give the Atlanta Braves trouble, I don't know what you're seeing. They absolutely can. Does that mean the team can win a series? Well, the pitching will have to be better in order for them to do that. But the fact that the offense can even remotely, and they're doing more than remotely, match this Atlanta Braves offense, that Braves offense is one of the best in the history of the game. When everything's all said and done, there's a really good chance they're rewriting a lot of record books. And they've still got a couple more games left to play that matter as they try and lock down the top seeding in the entirety of the National League and uh, finish locking up the NL East and all that good stuff, which... I'm sure they will do here soon. There's no catching the Braves at this point. But hanging with them offensively is a good thing. But pitching-wise and defense got to be better. I'll say it another time. So you got a chance to prove that tonight. Uh, 6.40 p.m. Eastern Standard Time is the first pitch for tonight's game. Braves, Phillies, you can listen to every Phillies, uh, sorry, every pitch of the Phillies hometown radio broadcast of that game on the SiriusXM app. Just go to the SXM app and search Phillies. And coming up, we'll talk about a bounce back in game two because the pitching was better. And the bullpen was better, and the offense was still good. So some positive things to take away from the final game of the doubleheader. That's why I'm wearing the victory shirt still, because we go off the last game. If they had won game one and lost game two, no victory shirt. But they won game two. So I'm wearing the shirt again. Thank goodness I just washed it. It would probably smell pretty bad. But, yes, we'll talk about game two coming up and recap the win in the doubleheader by the Philadelphia Phillies as we continue today's episode of Lockbone Phillies. First of all, I want to tell you about my friends over at Game Time, okay? Buying tickets to your favorite events, it shouldn't be stressful. It really shouldn't. You're just buying a ticket to a fun event. Sports, concerts, music, all that stuff. I guess concerts is music. Plays and acting and everything. Acts. Uh, I guess they're just called plays. Bottom line, they're supposed to be fun. It's not supposed to be stressful. Uh, go ahead and check out Game Time because they're the fast and easy way to buy tickets for all the sports, music, comedy, and theater near you. Killer deals on last-minute tickets. Best price guarantee that they have over there, you can stop stressing over the tickets and start getting hyped for the fun you're going to have. I mean, it's bird season. The Eagles are back in action. It's going to be a tough ticket to get. They moved to 1-0 this weekend. We know that they've got Super Bowl aspirations. Check out game time if you decide, I don't know, they play Thursday night. Maybe you want to go watch the home opener, Eagles-Vikings, here at Lincoln Financial Field. Do it through game time. It's the best way to go ahead and get tickets. I mean, you don't have to play them months in advance. You get exclusive flash deals on tickets for football, basketball, baseball, concerts, comedy, theater, and more. And the game time guarantee means you're always going to get the best price. If you find tickets in the same section in a row for less, game time's going to give you 110% of the difference. Not just your money back. No, they're going to pay you 10% more on top of it. They're that confident. Plus, you get pictures of the seats before you buy. The tickets are available in just like two taps. It's super easy, and they're sent directly to your email. Or sorry, to your phone, so you never have to dig through your email. So snag the tickets without the stress with game time. Download, game, download the Game Time app, create an account, and use code Locked On MLB for twenty dollars off your first purchase. Terms and conditions apply. Again, gonna create an account and redeem code Locked On MLB for twenty dollars off. Download Game Time today. Last minute tickets, lowest price guaranteed. Yes, coming up, final segment of today's show. We're gonna talk about tonight's game, which is six forty p.m. Eastern Standard Time at Citizens Bank Park. Phillies, Braves, Wheeler, Freed. A huge matchup there on the mound, and you can listen to every pitch of the Phillies' hometown radio broadcast of that game on the SiriusXM app. Just go to the SXM app and search Phillies, and you'll be able to pull up everything that has to do with tonight's game. Now, let's talk about the night game yesterday as the Phillies played their 640 game uh, yesterday evening against the Braves, and they ended up taking the win. So 
as far as the pitching matchup, Michael Lorenzen wasn't great in this one. He struggled, but the bullpen was significantly better. I mean, just look at this line from the Philadelphia Phillies bullpen. Craig Kimbrell with the save in this one. So Lorenzen goes five innings pitch. He allows five hits, four runs, four earned, two walks, three Ks, and does give up two home runs. But here's the bullpen lines. Jeff Hoffman, one inning pitch, two strikeouts, no other marks. Greg Soto, one inning pitched, one hit, one run, one earned run, because he gave up a home run. But he did have a strikeout, so you get that. And he gave up a home run to Olsen. It was his 50th of the year, his second on the day for the doubleheader. I mean, that happens. But Soto, I thought he was solid. Matt Strom, an inning pitched, one strikeout, no other marks. Craig Kimbrell, an inning pitched, one hit given up, one strikeout, no other marks besides that. You had one, two, three scoreless performances, and Greg Soto's only issue was the home run given up to Matt Olson, who's hit 50 of them this year. That's a very strong outing by the bullpen. That's why seven runs was enough for the Philadelphia Phillies to win it. Let's talk about how they got those seven runs, right? So they started off cooking Kyle Wright, who was on the mound for Atlanta. Uh, J.T. Romito hit a sacrifice fly in the first inning uh, with the bases loaded and makes it one nothing. Then Nick Castellanos hits an RBI single to right field. Makes it 2-0. And then with two outs, Edmundo Sosa hits a double to left field off the wall. Bryce Harper scores. Bryson Stott scores. 4-0 in the first before the Atlanta Braves even get a second chance to bat. And it was nice that Lorenzen went out there and got a solid top of the first to give the Phillies an opportunity to make that hurt. Now, Olsen homered uh, to right field. Sorry, it was 49 for Olsen in game one. This was 50. This is home run off Lorenzen in the third inning. And it was a three-run shot. That was costly. So it's 4-3, to three, and you're like, oh, here we go again. But Philly still held the lead. And then the bottom of the fourth, Jake Cave hit an RBI triple, scoring Edmundo Sosa. Trey Turner, who was hot, I already told you yesterday, he was incredibly hot at the dish. Uh, hits an RBI double to score Cave at 6-3, to three, and you've now doubled up the Braves again. And then Brandon Marsh in the bottom of the fifth hits a nuke, 400-footer to right center field to make it 7-3. to three. He got all of it. It was a very good swing by him. Uh, off of Stevens out of the pen for the Atlanta Braves. Brandon Marsh just, he likes hitting against the Braves. He's from down around there. Maybe that's what it is. Likes playing his hometown team. Well, Zach Wheeler's from down around there too. Maybe you'll have a really nice start tonight. But the Phillies are up 7-3, to three and you're like, okay, you're probably going to have to keep scoring because this Braves offense is too good to keep down. Um, but then, oh, I, I apologize. Olsen hit another homer. I lose track. Jesus. He hit his um, 50th in the sixth inning, so that was 49, and 48 was in the first game. Uh, oh, my. Like, uh, what are you supposed to do against that guy? But Olsen hits a solo shot in the sixth off of Gregory Soto to make it 7-4. Oh, yeah, I was talking about the same game. Sorry, my brain's all over the place. I worked a double over at the radio station today, and I've been talking for about eight hours straight leading into this, so my fault that my thoughts are a little bit scrambled. But, but yeah, uh, you get the home run given up to Olsen by uh, Gregory Soto. And then uh, in the seventh, or no, Lorenzen gives it up to Olsen. Harris homered off of Soto. See, I'm all over the place. Even my hair's out of style. Bottom line is the Braves hit two more solo home runs the rest of the way, but that's all they got. The, like, already, I already told you how good the bullpen was. Turns out seven runs was enough. Craig Kimbrell's closes it down very well in the ninth inning. And it was a great job, too. Maybe better than Craig Kimbrell's save was the job done in the eighth inning because you were in a position where if you took care of business in the eighth and had a clean inning, you wouldn't necessarily have to see uh, Ronald Acuna, who's pretty good at baseball, breaking news, in the ninth inning. And Matt Strom had a clean eighth inning. Now, Kimbrough ended up facing Acuna anyway, and he would be the final out of the game because he did give up a hit. But still, you'd get an opportunity to have a much easier inning and not have to face Acuna in a big spot, even though he was up 
with the uh, as representing the tying run. If that was Bryce Harper, that game would be tied and be going into extras. But maybe Acuna is just not as clutch as Bryce Harper. Is he a better hitter right now? Well, yeah, his stats for the year would tell you that, but Bryce Harper didn't play the full year. Is he the more clutch player right now? It's hard to say that anyone is more clutch than Bryce Harper. Now, in fairness, the Braves don't play as many close games because they're a complete and utter juggernaut. And that's something that you have to deal with. But again, you saw it in this game. I mean, just look at what the Phillies did offensively. Schwarber, one for four. Turner, two for four. I mean, Harper... Uh, had uh, a walk to get on base. Romuto had an RBI with a sacrifice fly. Um, let's see. The bottom of the order actually were the ones who came through more. Marsh, one for four with a homer. Edmundo Sosa, two for four, two RBIs. Nick Castellanos, one for three. Jake Cave, one for four with the triple. I mean, that's the thing. It's a balanced lineup. I don't love Jake Cave out there, but the rest of these guys, if you put them in a playoff lineup, that's a scary team to face. I know we get caught up in this whole, we're Philadelphia fans. And we watch this team every day, and we see their struggles and successes and everything like that, and we get very caught up in the day-to-day. And that's fair because we watch them every day. The Braves don't watch them every day. The Braves see them when they're playing. Maybe they'll catch a highlight every once in a while. But they're focused on their season. What they see is a lineup that's dangerous, and they're seeing the right thing. This Philadelphia Phillies lineup is dangerous offensively, and they would be a problem for the Braves pitching staff. The issue is... The Phillies pitching staff has not been great lately, and the Braves lineup is better than the Philadelphia Phillies even is, or at least they've played better this year. Who knows in a five-game series how that plays out. We saw last year the better team doesn't always win, or maybe the Phillies just were the better team, but the better regular season team doesn't always win, I should say. So we'll go ahead and look at that. I mean, the Phillies beat three teams in the postseason in series that had better regular season records than them last year. It can be done. It will be done again. Not saying this year, not saying by the Phillies, but I'm just saying like it's certainly possible, so that's why everyone needs to take a deep breath when it comes to the regular season. At the end of the day, the doubleheader ends. You split, which I'm fine with. That was the goal. You're still in first place in the NL wildcard race. Perfect. Fine. You move on. Now, of course, these games are big the rest of the way, and you've got the Braves one more time tonight, 6.40 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. You can listen to every pitch of the Phillies' hometown radio broadcast of that game on the SiriusXM app. Coming up, we're going to preview that game. Uh, just go to the SXM app and search Phillies, by the way, to pull that up. But, yeah, you can't now go out and lose Game 3 and Game 4 and then walk away from this and say, well, we took the one game of the doubleheader. You should have taken both games of the doubleheader, probably. And I'd be upset if you lose the Wheeler start. Like, there's still work to be done. But my biggest takeaway right now, the Phillies offensively can hang with the Braves, and that's a very good thing. Now, can Zach Wheeler prove that the pitchers, or at least the best pitcher, can hang with the Braves? We'll have to see tonight, and we'll talk about that coming up as we continue today's episode of Locked on Phillies. First of all, I want to tell you about my friends over at Sleeper. Love Sleeper. The MLB playoffs are right around the corner, which means the clock is ticking on your chance to win 100 times your cash on daily fantasy baseball. Baseball's never been more exciting than it is now, with studs like Acuna, uh, Betts, Otani, Harper, Matt Olson, just listen to some of the guys that are big time. You can pick more or less on stats for stars like that with home runs, hits, strikeouts, anything like that, and more for up to a 100 times payout on Sleeper. You get your picks right, and you could win big. Go ahead and check them out. It's super easy to use, super quick to set it up. You can win a lot of money on there. And, I mean, if you play Daily Fantasy, there's no better place to do it than Sleeper. Plus, use promo code LOCKEDON, and you'll get up to a $100 match on your first deposit. Terms and conditions apply. See Sleeper's terms of use for details. 
and uh, go ahead and check them out because I love Sleeper. It's my favorite spot for daily fantasy baseball. All right, quick preview of tonight's game between the Braves and the Phillies, 6.40 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Let's see, do we have lineups yet? We do have lineups, so let's start with the pitching matchup. Zach Wheeler versus Max Freed. Wheeler, 11-6 on the year with 3-4-9 ERA. Freed, 7-1 on the year with 2-7 ERA, but he's only thrown 66 and two-thirds innings pitch. Wheeler um, nearly triple that with 170 innings. Uh, the strikeout numbers for Freed, he's striking out about a batter every inning pitch. He's only walked 15. Wheeler's only walked 32, though, so I mean... 15 walks in 66 and two-thirds innings, good. Uh, I mean, the whip is the cleanest thing, right? And Wheeler's 105, 117 for free. This is just a stud pitching matchup. And it's nice to see after two really strong offensive games. Let's see which offense really is highest powered when it comes to matching up against some really good pitchers. That's something to keep an eye on. Lineup for Atlanta. Acuna, Albies, Riley, Olsen, Ozuna, Darno, Rosario, Arcia, Harris. Basically what you see just about every day from them. For the Phillies, Schwarber leads off. Turner's going to bat second, uh, play shortstop. Alec Bowman, the three-hole, playing third base. Bryce Harper, cleanup, um, playing first. Jay Chirimito, batting fifth, catching. Nick Castellanos, batting sixth, playing right field. Edmundo Sosa is playing second. Bryce has thought the day off against the lefty Max Fried. Still annoys me, but whatever. Christian Pache is going to be in left. Johan Rojas in center. So Brandon Marsh also a day off. We get to see Pache and Rojas next to each other. That's a strong defensive outfield. So you get a chance to look at that. But it's also not the greatest offensive bottom of the lineup. By the way, ring the bells. Kyle Schwarber batting 201 right now. He's finally over the Mendoza line. You'd love to see. But, uh, yeah, super-powered lineup. You got Bryce Harper at first base, which allows Kyle Schwarber to not have to play the outfield. Your outfield defense has been looking better by the day because Harper's looking better at first base. Uh, it's a great opportunity for the Phillies. Now, ESPN has them as only a 42.8% chance to win. The Braves are heavily favored by ESPN. The odds have them at minus 125, which is not heavily favored, but it is favored for the Braves. So we'll have to see, and that makes sense. I mean, they're a 94-win team. You're a 79-win team. But bottom line, we learned yesterday, the Phillies offense can play with the Braves. I firmly believe that. It's up to the pitching to get hot at the right time, and they've only got a couple more weeks to do so. So I'm keeping an eye on Zach Wheeler. I'm keeping an eye on the bullpen. I'm making sure the offense continues to stay hot. Not that I have any control over it, but those are the things I'll be watching in tonight's game, and hopefully I got the victory shirt back on tomorrow for tomorrow's episode, and we're talking about the Phillies taking a 2-1 to series lead in this four-game set with Atlanta. This looks like a playoff series. This feels like a playoff series. Let's treat it like one, and go out there and take advantage and show them what coming into Citizens Bank Park in September is like, and they already know how much harder it is in October. That's all for today's episode of Locked on Phillies. Thank you so much for checking us out. Make sure you're rating, reviewing, subscribing to YouTube, all that good stuff. Uh, we didn't get to off the pole uh, yesterday or today because of the doubleheader. So I'm going to do that tomorrow. I'm going to put that out today, and we'll uh, get into that as well. And we'll talk about that and a recap of tonight's game on the next episode of Locked on Phillies. Talk to you then.